0: Broadcasting from a transmitter as powerful as a hairdryer. Hey, we got it on high. This is Live 95, Coleman's independent radio. WRJMLP. Coleman. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you. Yeah, I like doing this. The elephant in the room. You okay?
1: (laughs) Good afternoon.
2: My best imitation of an elephant. Oh, I, I just. <laughs> You're I, speechless, I, yeah, aren't you? And I, I don't even think I want to try that one for. Good, uh, good for enough
1: decades. for me. Yeah. But
2: yeah, that was that was better than I would do. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> if I did that on a street corner, I'd probably get committed. Would you come and bail me out? <laughs> well, I might. I don't know Long what's I in it for me. <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to promise. Yeah, we ought we ought to have something really interesting today since we took last week off. Yeah, well, we have to. You, you
1: should. Sure.
0: Let's let's see what happens. <laughs> well, we'll have to make. <laughs> that doesn't sound very confident. What we thought about anyway.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, here's here's one of the things that I was kind of thinking about, and you we talked. Kind of around this the, last, oh, yeah. the whole problem in really. the
2: time that we've known each other, we've talked around a lot of things. We, well, yeah, we have. <laughs> and some of them we can repeat. So <laughs> yeah, a couple of them anyway. <laughs> no,
1: it, it's about how we are a culture and a country of victims.
2: Yeah, and, and I think we have to add to that trained victims or prodded well, see, or that's manipulated.
1: Part of, that's part of the process. Because, you know, okay, think about it this way. If you're addicted to to drugs, it's somebody else's fault. Absolutely. You're the victim. Mm -hmm. Even if you're selling drugs, you're the victim because you're the
2: victim of your addiction. I got addicted, and then I had to sell to buy. and Right, mm.
1: and going down the line, you know, you, you had to prostitute yourself, you had to do this, you had to do that so in the process you're victimizing all the other people but that's not part of it so you're the victim and, and it, what does it, what, that do for you
2: it, even even if i wasn't a victim i can justify making them victims in order to take care of me
1: and also because you're a victim You're not responsible for getting better. No. You can't get better because you're not the one that's responsible. You have no responsibility in that because you're the victim. The world did that to you. Genetics did that to you.
2: Your upbringing did that to you. Nature did it to me. Nurture did it to me. I was born ugly. They dressed me funny. You know, (laughs) you can go on and on and on. And, and, And we do. And I'm the victim. And that's, that's,
1: you know, one of those areas where I would, I would suggest that's not the case. Not necessarily that you weren't mistreated as a child. True. But that you were the one who chose to use that medication or that drug yourself the first time.
2: And, and the amazing thing is we, we can write up here, you know, victim, and then we can start listing secondary gain. Right. What well, do I get?
1: You don't have to try. No. You have an excuse for not working, for not you know attaining things that other people do. So I mean, it it really helps you if if you're kind of scared of the world anyway. A little paranoia. Well, see, that's one of the things that is uh, preyed upon. Mm-hmm. Is that you know we tell the. Well, I won't say the government, but it is the government and society tells people that they're the victim. You know, okay, you didn't have any control over that. Bless your heart. Okay, here's another example. What about the predatory lending in the 2008 fiasco? (laughs) You you see what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I I have, I don't leave home without it. I have it. But... I didn't realize you know the bill comes in, pay it yeah. dial here on pay it, and then I got to looking from the time I bought something until I paid the bill, I was being charged almost thirty percent interest. <laughs> And I called them, and they said, well, we'll look into that. And I said, no, we're not looking into it. You either change this to reasonable, or right. I'm not going to charge anything else. I don't have to do that. Now, wait a minute.
1: No, no, you're supposed to do that. See, our credit system is set up on all of us owing money that we pay off in payments every month.
2: I don't do that. I don't play that game because... Thirty percent interest. They tell you that that's so much, but if you look at the way it accumulates over time, you're going to pay 60 percent interest. And right, and it'll double if you don't
0: pay mm-hmm. it off
1: in time. Mm-hmm. So see, but see, we're we're acclimated to if you buy a new hundred thousand dollar truck, you're going to make payments, and you're going to make payments on the truck, on your insurance. On the gasoline. Because yeah, they go on to put it in there. Well, sure. Yeah. You you don't have any, well, you don't have any choice about the amount and type of insurance you have because it's required to cover the lender. Mm-hmm. Also, you might have credit life insurance. Yeah. Which, that's, that's another <laughs> way they, they get you. And it only pays off for them. And if you are a month behind, it won't pay
2: that. Right. Right, so yeah, it's okay, so, but that. how how do we how do we get rid of predatory lending when and then rightfully so, they're saying they being the lenders that we have to protect ourselves, and the people that usually borrow the money here at these rates buying these cars that have been sold and repossessed 28 times. Guys,
0: guys, don't don't you worry about a thing. Joe Biden will take care of all of that for you. <laughs> you
2: kind
1: of, now you're getting to the other side, other part of the He'll take other. care
0: of all them fees, too. Don't you worry about yeah,
2: it. Yeah, he'll, he'll just make them go away. But but, uh, but here's
1: the thing. Is it predatory lending or stupid borrowing?
2: Uh-oh, let's flip a coin on that.
1: You see, I mean, we're sold that it's their fault because they gave it to us at these unreasonable rates and all of this who did it who signed for it who had to have that whatever it was
2: buying things you don't need at prices you can't afford to pay
1: but you can pay the payments yeah when was the last time you went to a car dealer and talked to them about well what's it going to cost I'll guarantee you what they will tell you is your payments will be X amount of money.
2: And it scares them to death when you look at them and say, that's not what I asked you. Right. How much cash would it take for me to drive this truck off of this lot? Well, And don't ever agree to a payment until they've given you the cash price. And then you can ask them how much the payments are.
1: Right. And the thing there is, do you really need in this the case i used a brand new pickup truck no. can you can you buy a used one for half the price or a third of the price mm-hmm. what does that do to your payments or your term see yeah. that's the other way they get you is well they used to do three or four years was the max yeah, now well now it's, it's 10 or more
2: yeah
1: so you know that keeps your payments a little lower
2: if it keeps going, it's going to be like we used to buy houses on 30-year terms. At least the people that didn't realize for $3 a month more, you could finance it for 20 years. Yeah. So as you're saying, you know, who, who is the victim here and who is stupid? Have you not read Dave Ramsey's book? I that's haven't. A, that's another rip off. You know? I haven't either. But, you know, you
1: know the thing is, I, I did get an undergraduate degree in economics.
2: And mine was in accounting, so we are in the
1: same barn. Right. So it so that one was one of those that you know hits you in the face with, well wait a minute, do you think I'm stupid?
2: And yes, they. do. And they do
1: well. Most of us are,
2: and they because program. we choose. That's it. We're programmed to that. My my daddy, God rest his soul, everything was bought on credit. I remember him driving up one day. He he was. Frustrated with whoever he was buying groceries with, and he drove over to Clyde and store in West Point. Wanted to know if he could get credit there and pay him on Friday. Right. And he bought everything on credit. Everything. And it came as a price.
1: Right. It did, and and I, I'm pretty sure those those storekeepers were actually pretty lenient in the mm-hmm. in the amount they charged, the percentage they charged. Oh yeah. But see, they got full retail. Their sales went up, and they were sales that somebody else didn't get.
2: And that was the that that was the whole point of it, wasn't it? If I can make yep. money on the front end on sales and money on the back end on credit, I come out pretty doggone good.
1: That's true. Now,
2: and here's
1: here's another example of that. A very similar part of that is that our age. If our house is not paid for, we're, you're in serious trouble. If your car's not paid for, you're in serious trouble. Mm-hmm. I mean it.
2: And if you can't pay your credit card bill off when it comes in at the end of the month, you're in serious trouble.
1: That's true. Now is that because somebody else loaned you that money, or is it because you were silly enough to to borrow it in the first place?
2: I'm going with the last one.
1: Okay. Well, now let's get to this. Is another issue, and all of these have at least two sides to them. I'm and, and, not.
2: And and if the people out there listen, all all two of you, wake your neighbor. Yeah, wake your neighbor up yeah, because this it. is this is some important information here and and if you'd like to get involved in it you could ring us up at 2567379505
1: well that is the number isn't it if you say Gosh, that I enough times so. i will probably <laughs> learn it one day
2: 2567379505 give us your opinion on I don't know predatory lending or whatever else. You, or drug addiction. Drug addiction. Or, or, or being a victim. Yeah, are you a victim? Now here's okay. Let's let's
1: go on with that list of things.
0: Well, I was going to say also if you've got some horror stories that you'd like to to share with us, um, the. The uh, Howard and Richard Show will counsel you through it.
2: <laughs> yeah, and and if if you have some horror stories, don't give those persons free advertising by mentioning their name. True that. No,
1: and and one I got a real learning experience. I worked in the loan industry for a while, and I had to go to Chapter Thirteen hearings. You know, if you go into Chapter Thirteen, you can't just say I don't want to pay it. That'd be good, wouldn't it? It would, but that's not the way it works. And I saw people that, that had to go into Chapter 13 that made 15 times as much money as I did. Yeah. And I knew right then, wait a minute, there is something very wrong with this picture.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, okay, so here's another one. Not long ago, we had a, got a new Poet Laureate you remember that? I guess it had to do with the election, maybe. I can't remember exactly. Uh, She was very proud of the fact that uh, she was the offspring of a single parent. Yeah. And they had made it through that difficult process. And you know, she's right. It's awfully difficult. To be the child of a single parent, mm-hmm. just all the way around. There's no not as much parenting. There's you know the money's not Th- there's there. There's not there. as there. much
2: of everything. Right, but
1: who was it that had? If it if it was a child born without a spouse, who made that decision? Was that society's decision that you know the mother not marry the father? Was it the father's decision that, you know, he, well, you you get what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, yeah. That, that a they were, she was, he was, they were doing things that responsible people doesn't do without thinking and don't, and they didn't take precautions that responsible people would have taken. And now right. they're the victim and bless my heart.
1: Well, and I I have known now when when I was growing up, and I know that was back before the turn of the century.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it in, really was. In
1: Coleman, I, I had some friends in high school that, in I won't mention their names because it it's been a long time ago. But um, in the ninth grade, she got pregnant. They were not married. They got married. They worked through they worked their way through the rest of school and i think eventually went on to college i think he may have i don't know if she did but they stayed together and now it's well 53 years later and they're still together
2: that's unbelievable
1: well see that's the thing the gift you get from taken on that responsibility, mm-hmm. yep. is that you are able, by the end of that time, you really understand what parenting is about and the decisions you made and and your responsibility. And see, that's really the thing that I think is missing.
2: It is. Those two could very easily have jumped off into the victim role. Well, we weren't given good counseling. We didn't know. Nobody told us. We weren't properly directed. All kinds of things. Right. And and for whatever reason, they saw fit not to do that. But I, I guess the thing that I would wonder about in looking at their socioeconomic background, how different were they than the average society? Uh, I would say that
1: they were probably both Working class. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying lower class. I'm saying middle class, but lower middle class. And, you know, but I was just, have always been in awe of the responsibility they took on and the fact that they made it work. And, you know, I don't know how their marriage was, whether it was rocky or not, because I missed, you know, lost contact with them but that's that's one of those things that we you know people just say oh i'm not doing that can't do that and that's i'm sorry but that's not society's responsibility
2: and and the, the the children of that family grew up understanding responsibility right and they didn't feel the victim. It's uh its too much like uh, you know passing on the victim mantra to the children, and them thinking, "Well, I don't have to take responsibility,"
1: and well, they don't. And see that single parenting is one of the, and and I—it's an unin, unintended consequence of the uh, women's movement, mm-hmm. and I I. Play, <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably get hundreds of calls from now those we got people. callers
2: coming in <laughs>
1: but no it because you know the relationship a marital relationship had to change originally up mm-hmm. until the 50s or or later All right it was strictly a male dominated you know you this is your role this is her role and this is the way
2: it works yeah and and I, my granddaddy, on my daddy's side, married my grandmother when she was a little over thirteen. She had my daddy at right. fourteen, and Ab ruled that family with an iron fist.
1: And see, and, and yeah, and and so not only was that the way it was, but that's what the child, you know, your your daddy learned. Right. That's the right. That's the way it's supposed to mm-hmm. be
2: and and there there has to be a happy medium there uh, the man should not have the iron hand, but doggone once once he commits to something and and getting a woman pregnant, there's not much more to get committed to than that. They well, need to step up to the plate
1: b- right both parties do absolutely and and I guess that's the the part is that what you're doing by making that decision to go your separate ways you are putting that child in the position of having limited access to that parent mm-hmm. of putting them into more likely into poverty and less supervision after school hours if you know once they get to that age so you know in effect you're setting your child up to be more likely to fail it's not saying I'm not saying that that's invariably going to do that I'm not saying that I'm just saying that if
2: you look at the probability the probability of it happening is much greater than the probability of it not happening and if, if you don't want to be in that position don't do the things that put you in that position Right, and and that's not just that's not just with pregnancy. That's with predatory lending. Uh, one of the isn't couples, that what we're talking yeah, about? Is that's, that's,
1: is that responsibility?
2: One of the couples that I work with on, owes money to a a little predatory lending place here in Coleman, and ninety eight percent of what they make in a payment goes to the interest. Right, and then they can extend it. For just paying
1: the interest one month, yeah, which means they didn't pay anything on the principal, right? They can roll it over when it gets down to a certain point and borrow more money, yeah. so they can go on that vacation they need to take. Yeah, for, let's
2: just refinance this year because you you have four hundred dollars of unused credit. Let's just you know roll, as you say, roll it over. That. That's,
1: now that's different from, say, real estate loans, yes. where the interest rate drops from, like now, six or seven percent down. Well, we to, missed
2: out on that, didn't we?
1: Yeah, down to about two. Yeah, they're about. I mean, that just makes sense because you, you, most of us didn't just, you know, have a house. <laughs> we we had to pay payments on it, and we you know had to go through all of that and all the upkeep and everything else. But I don't know of anybody who should, and I, there I'm using a, a real pejorative term, who who ought to uh, refinance a two percent loan at seven percent, unless it's an absolute emergency.
0: So my opinion on that, and I'll jump into this and then we'll take a quick break while people decide if they want to call it, 256-737-9505. But there's a time when it makes sense. Like let's say you're renting right now and you're looking to make an investment. You know, If you don't keep refinancing and refinancing and refinancing, uh, eventually you will pay off the mortgage and then guess what? The bank doesn't own your stuff anymore. You own it you and the county own it because you still got to pay taxes on it (laughs) right you don't ever own anything Uh,
2: let's don't go there
0: and and also when you leave this world you ain't taking it with you either so um but you know i think it's a good investment especially the way rents you know y'all haven't i don't think you've talked that much about rents i've kind of been listening off and on this hour while looking at other things around the building we can but um (laughs) we can i guess rent is i mean okay if you don't know if you're going to be in a place very long your future is uncertain you know maybe rent is is a better option it gives you more flexibility um or you can just do what some crazy people are doing and you know we bop around the country and stay at airbnbs i mean i don't know but if you want a, a long-term investment it's it's better off in my opinion to go ahead and you know take that bigger step figure out what what you can afford to pay and there are people that can help you do that um there are good people and bad people <laughs> yeah. you know be careful get two or three opinions probably um but then you know figure out what you can do and I, i've gotten some bad mortgage advice even when i was younger uh, i was talking into an adjustable rate mortgage horrible thing um oh
2: lord that should be illegal
0: but at, at the yeah. at the point that it happened, uh, that would have caused my mortgage payment to be even less than I was paying in rent. And that was great. Um, that was fine until the rates adjusted upward. Mm-hmm. And to revisit that, you know, I, I haven't kept up with the rates over the last 20 or 25 years. But for the most part, they went up, then they came back down, then they went up, then they came back down. They stayed down pretty much from, what, 2008 all the way till really right. just the last until year. last
1: year. Yeah.
0: And then you're welcoming a whole new generation into learning what an interest rate is because, you know, if that's all they've known, you bought a house in, you know, 2006 or 2010 when the rates were pretty low. Uh, You probably did all right if you had an adjustable rate. But by golly, if you still have that now. But hmm. that,
2: that foolishness started back in the late 70s and early 80s and innumerable people lost houses and farms. Because of that adjustable well, rate.
1: Well, an adjustable rate mortgage might make sense if, and there's the word if. Well, I want to learn this. I've, I've never if, thought they made sense. No, if you pay not just the payments, but extra every yeah. month as long as your interest rates are lower. Because as they go up, your payments are going to go up and what you're paying in interest goes up.
0: That's true. And another secret most people don't know if you calculate your payment to be a little bit less than what you can actually come up with, or if you have a career like I've had off and on, where you might have a real good month one month and a not so good month the next month, you know, if you can pay extra on that mortgage, you might learn that you paid it off uh, substantially there. earlier than you thought you were going to.
1: So. And that's the that is the point about having borrowed money. And
2: and, and from from the lessons from the seventies and eighties is they started selling a cap. Like, okay, this is the adjustable oh, interest yeah. rate, but you can buy a cap where it won't go over this for like a 1000 bucks. Do mm-hmm. it. Buy
0: it. Hmm, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Well, you sure they still do that? I don't, no, I don't know if they still do know. it or not. We, we
1: don't borrow money to buy a house. No, we, we do Okay, well, now what about, oh, you, well, were, yeah, you let's, were saying let's, it's, it's break it's time. It's break
0: time, yep. Two five six seven three seven nine five zero five. Come confess your guts. We'll hold your hands. Uh, we'll be back in a minute with the elephant in the room on Coleman's Live 95
3: Coleman Electric Cooperative has been providing electricity and community support to help local people and businesses grow for the last 86 years. The co op is adding to that legacy with its new Sprout Fiber Internet, giving its members access to blazing fast gigabit internet speeds with unmatched reliability and extraordinary customer service. Coleman Electric Cooperative and Sprout Fiber Internet powerful connections, brighter future.
2: Adapree's Pizza Buffet is back. In the old CC's Pizza Building on Patriot Way, Adapree's Pizza Buffet is bigger and better than ever. Enjoy the all-you-can-eat buffet with pizza, pasta, wings, salad, and dessert made with the freshest ingredients available. Don't see something you like and want a custom pizza? Just ask, and they'll make one just for you. Adapree's Pizza Buffet, Patriot Way in Coleman, in the old CC's Pizza Building. Adapree's
0: Pizza Buffet. Did you say go ahead? I said go ahead.
1: Oh, I guess we're back. Yeah, go ahead. And we're still alive. That's good. (laughs) But
2: on the other hand, people don't understand the rule of the 72s when it comes to investing. People don't know anything about money other than you work your whole life to get it, and when you leave here, you ain't got none of it left.
1: I know. And I have known people that made lots of money that just managed to get by every every month. Mm-hmm. And then when they were seventy looked around and said, Well, I can't quit working. Yeah. I've got too many bills. Well, that's you know, that's an issue you should have thought about and addressed. So I, I hear that theme a
0: lot ago. on that other guy's show. Um he didn't pay me to say it either. So um but he <laughs> <laughs> He's got plenty of money but he doesn't spend it on us. So <laughs> But one of the comments he makes a lot of is, you know, you bring home X amount of money a month. What do you got to show for that? And he's right. Yeah. And, and that's if you, the point. if you ever sit down and try to calculate, and you get a statement once a year from your bank telling you how much in interest you paid, uh-huh. and it's yeah. shocking sometimes.
2: Years ago, mid-60s, A.G. Gaston, guy that started out selling buttons and ended up owning motels, funeral insurance homes, company.
1: insurance companies, yeah.
2: At had a billboard in Birmingham that said a part of what you earn is yours to keep.
1: It needs to be that way.
2: Yeah. But people don't understand. And, and
1: see, that, that goes back to what we started off with, which is this, am I in control of my life or is somebody else? I think you surrendered control. And that's what we all have to take back to some extent or other. We're never 100% in control. No.
2: No, we, but we're we,
1: more than 1% in control. Maybe.
2: We we are victims because, and, and as you started to show out, is it because of this or is it ignorance? And I think it's ignorance.
1: Well, and we are programmed yeah. to that.
2: I, I, I had had a, a financial advising business for a while, and I found out that the, the first thing you need to do in, in budgeting is know how much you're going to make. And anybody that goes to the grocery store without a menu that they prepared at home and looked at what they needed to buy to go into that menu is throwing money because grocery stores are set up to get you to buy. They put it at eye level and you can't keep your hands off of it.
1: And, right, and they do have what are called loss leaders.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That
1: are things they sell at or just above or just below cost. Yeah,
2: A&P got... Got in trouble for that long time ago because they were selling bananas for less than they paid for them, just to get people in the store. And some governmental body said y'all can't do that.
1: Well, and the thing is, is once you got them in the store, they bought the bananas. They also bought uh, vanilla wafers, and they bought pudding, and they, you know, the stuff Milk to make and
2: sugar and flour. Right.
1: and and oh yeah, since I'm here, we need some chicken and. All of that. So, you know, it really it helped. I mean that's mm-hmm. it got people and that's the other side of it is So
2: were were those people that were buying all that stuff, were they victims? Or were they stupid?
1: Ooh. That's a strong word.
2: <laughs> well yeah it is.
1: But see, we are we are kind of manipulated in that direction from birth. Stupid. Towards Yeah. Well, towards paying everybody else, giving yeah. them our money, and,
2: and instant gratification. Oh yeah, I need some nanner pudding, but 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 I I need I need some other stuff to go with it. Right. And I need a a hundred thousand dollar truck. Yeah, and, and another thing that that I've tried to get across to people too: what you need and what you want is entirely two different things.
1: And and most of the time, what we do is we say, I need this, when they really mean, I want this. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, well, what about school? Well, how did, you know, how did most people do in school? <laughs> they were average. That's what it average <laughs> is.
2: And then the schools want that.
1: Well, no, that's... It's
2: good. geared to that. Everybody got to be average.
1: Right, which means that the schools, to avoid victimizing their students, move everything down to accommodate the least yeah least competent of the students who are least less competent for multiple reasons, right not just because they never had a chance
2: mm-hmm.
1: Did their parents read to them as as babies or as as you know uh, crawlers All right did they take time with them when they started school to kind of enrich that, you know, so that they knew what was going on with the child and also help them to learn what they needed to know.
2: And it goes all the way back to were they given a good, nutritious diet. Did they get all the milk fat they needed to develop their brain? There's so much that goes into this that people don't know about. My mother probably could not have spelled nutrition. (laughs) <laughs> she just kept feeding us biscuits and gravy and sausage and bacon we kept lapping it up
3: so you guys hit on what I wanted to talk about It it is the education system you know some kids in the inner cities are graduating with under a 6th um, grade reading level they can't read they can't write they can't do math <clears throat> right and they're they're passing through high school just to get them out of high school so who's i mean you say we're playing the victim but who is the victim when it's the public schools that are to blame
1: well they're part of the manipulating group just like we do that to other people if we're trying to sell used cars we're not going to steer somebody to the cheapest car on the lot we're going to you know, to steer them to the most expensive one.
2: Yeah, because if, if you sell on the cheapest one, you get paid based on what is referred to as the gross.
1: And the commission. And You're, the commission. You get a commission yep. off
2: of so, it. So, but I, I think, I don't, I don't want to get into kicking the school systems, but we, we're failing our kids. I, I spend a good part of my time doing IQ tests. Right. And... Across the spectrum, from 14 to 30, people can't read and they can't do math. Yeah. I would venture to say at least 60% of the people that I encounter have deficiencies in, in reading and mathematics.
3: So whose fault is that? I mean, you can't right. blame the victim in that situation.
1: Well, who is the victim?
3: I think the student.
1: Okay, but that's because the school was giving social, what's that called,
2: social promotions? Social
1: yeah.
3: justice.
2: It, no child left behind, we're going to move
1: forward. Not had
3: equality, but equity.
1: Well, and yeah, and, and yeah. in the Northwest, I think there was a, a, a point raised about we have to quit teaching math because it's racist. Mm -hmm. yeah well that's see that's again that's enabling the victim enabling the Mm -hmm. victim to to continue being a victim
3: exactly so how
1: because how does that individual regardless of color how do they get by in a world
2: but the other part of it is we make them victims because not everyone contrary to what you've been told needs a college education because you aren't equipped to do it
3: that's right. They have to have True. somebody cleaning their toilets. Yeah, they have to have somebody working for their companies for ten dollars an hour.
2: So, went, if, if we, I, I taught English at Wallace many years ago for quite some time, and there was a, uh, there, there was a, a guy that would come into the English class. He would be five to six minutes late every time, and it, we had a couple OCD people in there. It just drove them crazy. Why, why? They asked him one day, one guy said, why do you always come in late and you're always dirty? He said, well, I have a diesel mechanics class right before this one, and the guy sometimes keeps us later. And I'm dirty because I have to repair. Yeah, I had to
1: get here as quick as I could.
2: And then he looked at the guy and said, I'm graduating in two weeks. (laughs) And I'll have a job making $45,000 a year. What are you going to do? Yeah.
1: Well, and these days, it's those people with a college degree but don't have that hands-on, right. you know, skills right. that are being laid off.
2: So, it's to an extent, it's, it's the system's problem that they aren't recognizing this.
1: Well, and see, okay, you give kids uh, statues or little, you know, prizes for being there, for showing up. I'm sorry, that does not lead people to want to do better, to try harder, to be better at what they're wanting to do.
2: Yeah. It's uh so we we are I think from birth almost creating victims.
3: Yes, and right now in this particular time that we're living in, it is all about social justice and I hate to say it's all about um other sexual natures. Like they aren't—they're trying to get kids to not be straight. It's like everywhere you look. Well, the idea that transgenderism is up like seventy-five percent—that didn't happen um, naturally.
2: Yeah, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm going to start identifying as a six-foot-seven, nineteen-year-old and try out for a basketball team somewhere. Oh no, 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 we're getting off of what we what we were. Originally... But I'm a victim because I'm too short.
3: Exactly. The this <laughs> shooter that um shot up the school in Nashville, um, if you go looking into the depths of social media and some legacy media, they are blaming the system because that young person is the victim and they lashed out. Mm.
1: Well, that's that's what I. That's really what we're talking about. Yeah. Who's responsible? These, you know, the kids that have done these mass shootings, or adults for that matter. They are the victim. They are taught that everybody, you know, wants to talk to them and and say, "Oh, what happened to make you the way you are?" Yeah. It does. It matter. You know who's responsible you're responsible
3: it doesn't matter what anyone did to you when you look into the eyes of a nine-year-old and shoot them that's on you that's not on anyone else
1: well and that yeah and so really kind of what we're talking about getting back to psychological sorts of things which we do every once in a while (laughs) is it's something called locus of control.
2: Oh, I haven't heard that
1: word in, in 40 years or oh, more. Oh, yeah. Okay, what it really means is who is in control? Are you in control of your own life or is somebody else or is some powerful other, you know, like government or you know I I, I had the to blunt. take
2: that test one time for a job and and if you were influenced by an external locus of control as opposed to an internal locus of control, he'd tear your application up right in front of you and throw it in the trash can and say, you can't work for my company.
1: Well, and here's a good reason. Look at depression. How do you get out of being depressed? You get
2: your butt out of the house, walk up and down the street, buy an ice oh. cream cone, take you control. You just,
1: right. Because as long as somebody else is responsible for your happiness, for your being successful, whatever you want to call it, you'll never be happy. Because and, they they really aren't as, as wanting you to be as happy and successful as mm-hmm. you do.
2: I was working with a man, his wife, and he said, She's always acting sad. And I said, What are you doing? He said, Whatever I can to make her happy and I said, well as long as you're doing whatever you can to make her happy she's not going to quit acting sad because she's
3: a gain and, isn't it?
2: absolutely she's manipulating and using you by being that she wants a glass of water if she can walk go get your own water you want this go get it
1: and okay and now and here's another related thing which is entitlement right hand in hand because if you're entitled you don't have to do anything right you're you're supposed to get that the world's supposed to give that to you and you know those things are the opposite of the way to happiness really
3: but are we teaching kids now that that is the uh, structure that is the social structure they live in and if we're teaching kids that, how do we deprogram them?
2: Uh, how do you, What do you think, Howard? I, I think that little by little, you change them through the behavior they're allowed to exhibit in your presence. Little by little. Right,
1: because as long as it's um, your word against everything else in their yeah. life, yeah. it's not going to work. But I think the way it really comes about is by showing them that when they do something, this is the result they get. It's not about what somebody else did to get you this. It's what did
2: you do? My mother had the most novel way of changing my behavior. Yeah.
3: Was it a smack on
2: the area? end? Or anywhere that was available No, No,
1: my mom was was much more... um, uh, restrained and Well, she used yeah, a hairbrush and it went directly on my yeah. backside
2: but she also know knowing your mother and I did for a while she gave you a detailed explanation <laughs> of what you should have done instead of what you did do
1: right oh, the kids, oh, yeah. these
3: the kids these days aren't getting that not only are you not uh, allowed to spank your child But if you do, in public, you're the bad guy.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: So they are learning a social structure that is maybe making them victims of the people who are influencing them.
1: Okay, and here's, here's another side of that, is they learn from you. So if you discipline them physically in public, they learn that that's okay. Yeah. And that the feelings of the person that you're uh, correcting are not as important. hmm So, you know, it's just like on a job. You don't ever uh, berate your employees in front of their uh, their coworkers.
2: Yeah, we learned that in a one-minute manager years right. ago. You
1: take them in your office, you take them in a private place, and explain to them what they did and, what you know, what you expect. Mm-hmm. There's the other thing, what you
2: expect from them. And and I think with our children, they have no idea what we expect from them because we never tell them. We tell them what they did wrong, but we don't ever sit down with them and say, this is what you should have done. Or, have or you what you could have this? done. Yeah, yeah.
3: But is there enough time in the day for parents to deprogram in the three there. hours that they get? Well, but
1: see, and that, go back to what we were talking about a little while ago with single parenting. If you're the only parent, there is no time for that. You have maybe 30 minutes or so with supper, and
2: that's about it. If you go back far enough, whose problem is it? What is the causative factor that you're a single parent?
1: Well, but see, that's the thing is, are you the victim or are you in charge of yourself? And that locus of control, you're never gonna be one hundred percent in control. I no. said that, didn't I? Yeah. But you're never but you're zero right. percent in control right. unless you allow somebody else that power over you. And that's what why government and all is is encouraging us to be victims.
2: So going from from generalization to specifics. How do we change the locus of control from external to internal in a way that we don't foster a nation of victims?
1: Well, because when you're able to help someone become more self, I won't say self-involved, but um,
3: self-controlled,
1: self-controlled and aware, mm -mm. uh, we are helping them in that process. And that's a part of what we do as, as therapists. Yeah. Is to show them, okay, you have control of this. Now, how did that sh- work for you when you did this?
2: Yeah, I got a beautiful diagram, and I think Donna has it on the refrigerator what you control and what you don't control. So, this out here on the outlying part of this, why are you bothering with it? You can't control it.
1: There. And that's, that's part of it. Mm -hmm. but we always have or almost always have a little more control than we think we do
2: yeah and you never know how much you have control until you attempt it
1: and that's part of what learning Uh and say okay to answer your point about how do we help kids deprogram is we encourage them to make mistakes and to learn from those mistakes to pay the price because they chose to do this, not because they got caught, but because they chose to do this, you're going, you know, this is, was the the result of that.
2: Yeah, and, and sometimes it's as simple as they didn't know anything else was available.
1: And if that's it, then what you try to do is to teach them how to learn or how to evaluate what the other options are. Right,
2: right. Give them some insight into... Uh, Was that
1: at all helpful? Yes. Okay, I I just wanted to make sure we weren't just preaching. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's that's not what we're trying to do. But
2: I I think that, uh, I don't know much any other way to say it. People have gotten to the point they just really don't care about anybody else.
1: Well, that's because they're entitled. Yeah. They're entitled. Other people aren't, but Mm -hmm. you are. Mm -hmm. And that's part of of having an external locus of control because you really don't care what happens to them Mm -hmm. because you're not aware of your actions and how they affect them.
2: And it can't be my fault.
1: Right, because I'm entitled to act this way, Mm -hmm. to believe this way, to think this way, to, to not learn anything in school this way.
2: It's a little bit narcissistic.
1: It is narcissistic, yeah. and that is part of what the problem is, and and government encourages that. Sure. Why? Because then we are dependent on government.
2: Yeah, so they're setting us up to control us.
1: Right. Oh, and, and I I saw a, well, there are hearings in Washington right now on the weaponization of government. Hmm. That's because the Republicans did gain at least minimal control of the House. Mm -hmm. And one of the interesting things I found was that uh, one of the reporters who actually was testifying to that August panel, uh, the IRS served him or, or was at his home or his office Either that day or the next day, took because they didn't think that he had done his 2019 and 2021 uh, records correctly. Wow! Yeah, and see that is a perfect example of weaponizing the IRS.
2: So we don't think that was coincidental.
1: Oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah. They they didn't mean anything. It was just, you know, the luck of the draw. Yeah. St. Well, sort of like when, uh, well, we've talked about this on the radio, when Mr. Clinton... Met with
2: Loretta Lynch. Lynch on the tarmac. On
1: the tarmac, I'm sure it was just a harmless "Hi, how are you doing?"
2: Yeah, these two planes ended up on the same tarmac in a gracious big airport, mm-hmm. and a long way away from Washington D.C.
1: And a long way from anybody but the one reporter who I actually, right, reported on it.
2: Yeah,
1: and he committed suicide a few years ago here in Alabama. Yeah. Because he was a reporter here then.
2: Isn't it amazing how many people that cross paths with the Clintons committed suicide? Well, it is. Yeah. That's. Anybody ever tells you I committed suicide? You got a murder on your hands, folks?
1: That's. I watch. uh, And I don't usually watch these. My wife loves them. But uh, she was watching a a show on uh, this murder and this. Well, in fact, it was in Coleman. That's right. Did anybody else? It was forty-eight hours. Did you see that one, yeah. Howard? No. Oh, I'm not going to mention any names, but Jay
3: and I watched it. He did you watch that? It and we watched it last night.
1: That was interesting, because this woman apparently committed suicide by shooting herself twice, once in the jaw and once in the temple. Learned from the Clintons, and you know it just—they didn't find any blood spatter on the driver's door on the inside, which there would have been hmm. backsplash anyway.
2: You would think,
0: but anyway, that well, red flags from that case. Assuming that you watched the whole thing, okay, yeah. it's very odd that you know she was shot twice. Very odd that um, the medical examiner said it sure looked like she was shot from at least ten inches away.
1: Right, no, no uh, powder residue on her face,
0: and and extremely unusual that there was no DNA found on the gun, male or female. Hmm, Must have been wiped.
2: Well, she did that after she shot herself in the temple, don't you
1: know?
0: And shut the door, and
1: yeah, yeah, and of course, uh, uh, she was. Oh, they gave the van back to the family that night. They they took pictures and and did all the stuff there. You know, they went through the motions with it, and then gave it to the family and the next day when they the state inspector came in and wanted to really look at what was going on that van had been thoroughly cleaned
2: detailed from one end to the other right yeah and
1: again i'm i'm not you know saying what who was who or what was what but it's just a little bit on the odd side
3: i told jay it would have been over if the prosecutors called uh somebody to the stand and ask them to replay how somebody would shoot themselves in the head from 10 inches away with the door closed in the car and
1: yeah. and especially with their their non-dominant hand exactly she was right-handed and shot herself in the left temple and the left side of her jaw with her left hand
2: so she missed the first time and had enough. Uh...
1: No, hit her jaw the first time. It didn't kill her, so she shot herself in the temple.
2: <laughs>
1: I have a, I well anyway. That was, you know, that's been a while. And we we got off the top. Yeah, I'm not again, sure where yeah. we
2: got, how we got
1: there. We, so, we certainly
0: not a laughing matter, but that uh. No. Yeah, not not, not a good situation.
2: Bad. Babe. So well,
1: well, anyway, we got into big government, which you know that's one of my favorite topics.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I, I could be a libertarian if I wasn't already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we have to re de- design being a libertarian because you can't have no government or even very very tiny well, government.
2: Well, well, we we then, have no government
0: now. Then you have anarchy,
1: right? And we're yeah, not anarchists. Yeah. But you can't have what you, you we have, have government. Now you either.
0: have you have people fighting to be in control, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, right. yeah. yeah, that's some form of government. I don't know what form of government it is. But and
1: and uh, well, look at the Chinese. That's where yeah. we're headed if if we don't start taking control of ourselves, our our communities, our state, and the and our country.
2: And and folks, you got to start where you live. I cannot have right. much effect in Washington, but, well, I can't have much effect here either. I mean, I got 1,515 votes. That's more than I got. (laughs) 1,515 smart people in Coleman County. But you got to take over your counties, and your counties take over your states, and the states take over the federal government. And who is,
1: okay, again, we're talking about kind of the locus of control. Mm -hmm. You're responsible for yourself. Right as a parent you are also responsible for your kids true see so that that kind of goes out some uh i I guess you're also to some extent responsible for your church Mm -hmm. in the direction it's going because of what you do and who you you know how you work to to make sure it's what you want it to be well
0: the the bad news is you you guys are out of time and melissa's dying to get a word in so go ahead
3: well they were talking about that when uh during 2020 when uh trump lost everybody was saying well we have to take control of the states we have to make our states the best well it doesn't matter if you have the nicest house in a crack um, neighborhood, you're still in a crack neighborhood.
2: Right, yeah, I, I get the metaphor, I do.
0: Next week, we'll present to you the optimist in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's See you the next donkey week. Donkey in the <laughs> room. <laughs> Coleman's Live ninety five is Coleman's Independent Radio. It's time now to check our regional news from the Alabama.